0: come what might but that was not his way his way was with a pencil and a piece of paper and if she confused him with suggestions he had to begin at the beginning again now don't interrupt he would beg of her I have one pound seventeen here, and two and six at the office. I can cut off my coffee at the office, say ten shillings, making two nine and six. With your eighteen and three makes three nine seven. With five not not in my checkbook makes eight nine seven. Who is that moving? Eight nine seven dot and carry seven. Don't speak. My own and, and the pound you lent to that man who came to the door. Quiet, child. Dot and carry, child. "'There, you've done it! Did I say 997? Yes, I said 997. The question is, can we try it for a year on 997?' "'Of course we can, George,' she cried, but she was prejudiced in Wendy's favor, and he was really the grander character of the two. "'Remember the mumps,' he warned her almost threateningly, and off he went again. "'Mumps one pound! That is what I have put down, but I dare say—' It will be more like thirty shillings. Don't speak. Measles, one five. German measles, half a guinea. Makes two fifteen six. Don't waggle your finger. Whooping cough, say fifteen shillings. And so on it went. And it added up differently each time. But at last, Wendy just got through, with mumps reduced to twelve six, and the two kinds of measles treated as one. There was the same excitement over John, and Michael had even a narrower squeak, but both were kept, and soon you might have seen the three of them going in a row to Miss Folsom's kindergarten school, accompanied by their nurse. Mrs. Darling loved to have everything just so, and Mr. Darling had a passion for being exactly like his neighbors, so, of course, they had a nurse. As they were poor, owing to the amount of milk the children drank, this nurse was a prim Newfoundland dog called Nana. "'who had belonged to no one in particular "'until the darlings engaged her. "'She had always thought children important, however, "'and the darlings had become acquainted with her "'in Kensington Gardens, "'where she spent most of her spare time "'peeping into perambulators "'and was much hated by careless nursemaids, "'whom she followed to their homes "'and complained of to their mistresses. "'She proved to be quite a treasure of a nurse. "'How thorough she was at bath time!' and up at any moment of the night if one of her changes made the slightest cry. Of course, her kennel was in the nursery. She had a genius for knowing when a cough is a thing to have no patience with and when it needs stocking around your throat. She believed to her last day in old-fashioned remedies like rhubarb leaf and made sounds of contempt all over this new-fangled talk about germs and so on. It was a lesson in propriety to see her escorting the children to school, walking sedately by their side when they were well-behaved, and butting them back into line if they strayed. On John's footer, in England soccer was called football, footer for short, days, she never once forgot his sweater, and she usually carried an umbrella in her mouth in case of rain. There is a room in the basement of Miss Folsom's school where the nurses wait. They sat on forms while Nana lay on the floor, but that was the only difference. They affected to ignore her as of an inferior social status to themselves, and she despised their light talk. She resented visits to the nursery from Mrs. Darling's friends, but if they did come, she first whipped off Michael's pinafore and put him into the one with blue braiding, and smoothed out Wendy and made a dash at John's hair. No nursery could possibly have been conducted more correctly, and Mr. Darling knew it, yet he sometimes wondered uneasily whether the neighbors talked. He had his position in the city to consider. Nana also troubled him in another way. He had sometimes a feeling that she did not admire him. I know she admires you tremendously, George, Mrs. Darling would assure him, and she would sign to the children to be specially nice to father. Lovely dances followed in which the only other servant, Liza, was sometimes allowed to join such a midget she looked in her long skirt and maid's cap, though she had sworn when engaged that she would never see ten again. The gaiety of those romps and the gayest of all was Mrs. Darling, who would pirouette so wildly that all you could see of her was the kiss and then if you had dashed at her, you might have got it there never was.